Right now, there is plenty of geek news, but is it too much? We're going to talk about that more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 153 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petri. Hello, Brian. And so we've been busy watching shows and looking at geek news, and I did want to mention a couple of things before we get to the meat of what we're going to be talking about, but they've released a bunch of trailers. They finally released the Black Adam trailer. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of it so far? It looks very exciting. Get a been excited for a while now about what DC is doing, getting a look at this and getting not just Black Adam, but then seeing the Adam in it and, oh, who else was there? Was Hawkeye. Hawk, uh, Hawkeye. Sorry, <laughs> Hawkman. Hawkman was there. And, and Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan will oh, be playing okay. Dr. Fate. Oh, okay. He didn't have the helmet on, so that's, who, I wouldn't know who yeah, that was. For, I, b- yeah. There's a brief moment where he slips the helmet oh, on and flies okay. off, but it's, it goes uh-huh. by so quickly you don't didn't see it. Didn't even notice it. Yeah, so, so I'm excited about that. It looks like such a good epic story. I feel like this could be their Captain America because we've got a more primitive time mm-hmm. and then he's reborn into this modern time with all these powers. So that's what I can see happening yeah. here. And, and it is an alternate universe from the standard DC cinematic universe because you're seeing the Justice Society, basically, mm-hmm. all, all these people together. Okay. And they're playing Black Adam more as an anti-hero. In the comics, of course, he was a full-blown villain. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to be really good. We've been excited about this for a while. We're finally getting to see a trailer for it. Mm -hmm. But speaking about trailers that we've been waiting to see, they finally released a trailer for Sandman, the Netflix series. (laughs) It looks really good. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Of course, there's controversy on the show already. Because... Satan's cast as a woman. That's one of them. Is it one of them? I figured, yeah. Uh, Also, we have Jenna Coleman who is playing the role of Joanna Constantine. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, why are you basically uh, changing the gender of John Constantine? Why bother to do that? They're not. No, they're not. Of course they're not. Okay. All right. I'm making sure that I'm not misremembering. That's his grandmother? Yes. I thought so. Okay. Although they're basically bringing her forward in time a bit, and she will be doing... Uh, a lot of stuff in the comics that John Constantine did. Mm-hmm. But she is a character in the comic. Yeah, yeah, that's, okay, that's fine. Like, I thought that was a thing, that so she was it, his grandmother or, or something like that, or maybe yeah. even his mother. I couldn't quite remember, but I knew it was something. Again, some people, they have to complain about something, and unfortunately, <laughs> we're going to bring this up again Ugh. when we talk about something a mm. little bit later. But what I wanted to bring up specifically to start off And what prompted me, the trailer with Sandman, and what really started this for me, of course, is that this week is Geeked Week for Netflix. This is their online convention. That's a thing? Yeah. I've never known this. Yeah, we... Why don't? I'm upset that I don't. This is really only like the second time they've done this. I think we, we may have mentioned it a little bit last year. Really? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Okay. 
it's still going on uh-huh. because basically they post a video every day during the week to talk about the stuff that's going to be coming out on Netflix. Of course, Sandman, they were going to talk about that. There was a bunch of other things that have been brought up. For example, Guillermo del Toro has a horror anthology series called Cabinets of Curiosities that's going to be coming out. I think I have heard of this. Yeah. And maybe they had a teaser or something for it, Mm -hmm. or just it reminded me of Friday the 13th, the series. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, went through my head. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, and let's see. They also, I think it's called The Midnight Club, Mm -hmm. which is a series that's going to be based off of a YA novel that's I believe it's produced, and it may also be directed by Mike Flanagan. So it's another horror series. Kind of like Fear Street. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Basically, the uh, premise of the show is there are a bunch of terminally ill kids in a hospital. And there's this mysterious, weird doctor that takes care of them. And they get together and tell spooky stories to each other. I believe that's the plot of it. Mm -hmm. And so they talked about this, and then... There's a lot of stuff going on in the animation side. They had an entire video on the animation. The uh, Kevin Smith He-Man's, uh, it, well, they're doing a sequel to it okay. called He-Man Revolution, right. which, uh, of course, the last one was called He-Man Revelations, and now it's a revolution. And there are a bunch of other stuff that's coming out. A new Pokemon series oh, is coming wow. out. There is an urban animated series that i'm trying to remember who was bringing that out that's coming out there's going to be a new ghostbuster cartoon that's going to be coming out there's a bunch of news coming in but here's the thing with all this cool stuff that's coming out there's just so much of it it's hard to keep up with it these videos are like two to three hours long oh my gosh I mean, Longer every than the shows. Day. Yeah, every day. Uh-huh. They're two to three hours long. And, see, and I guess I've only seen teasers. Tim Burton, Wednesday, get to see the little hand turning around right. for thing, and uh, that's yeah, it. That's yeah, all that's I've the, got. Yeah. Which is another Netflix show. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with so much content. Again, it's two to three hour long videos on YouTube every single day. And... Again, like the reason that, that I know about the He-Man series is I was scrubbing through the video trying to just get little bits of it because, um, honestly, we all, as much as it might be hard for you to believe, have a life. <laughs> so right. I don't really have two to three hours to go mm-hmm. through this. Now, if maybe over the weekend we have the time to scrub through all this stuff and maybe find stuff that's interesting, but there's just so much of it. It's feeling that other YouTubers will do that for us. <laughs> they'll do I let's do highlights from the he-man special and let's well that's know. a good i i would think mm-hmm. that might be a possibility except that i haven't seen anybody doing it so far mm. again because having to scrub through three hour video well yeah. it'll be 15 hours worth of content and looking at it look how long that comic-con is but at the same time, you're also getting to hang out and go to the dealer's rooms mm-hmm. and you're getting to meet people. There's that excitement to it. But Yeah, there's, sure, there's a six-hour supernatural panel, but you have people shifting in and out of it. You get to hear from this actor, and then you get to hear from these producers, and then you get to hear from the writers, and then you get to hear from more actors. Yeah. So it's not, uh, yeah, just one sitting. And. Again, it's in a real sense, you know, this week is geared to all the really cool geek stuff that's coming out. 
But there's just so much stuff that's out there. And, of course, it's not all going to be for everybody, nor do I think it should be. Mm -hmm. But there's just so much of it Mm -hmm. that I think with just the sheer volume of new shows coming out and all of them vying for your attention, you're going to run into this issue. It's like, I'm glad that there's all this great content that's coming out. Not that I could possibly watch all of it. Right. But also, it's like there's just so much of it. That's overwhelming. By telling us everything, in a real sense, they're telling us nothing. (laughs) Because there's just, unless you're going to sit there and scrub through hours of content, who knows? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there... Anybody listening to this podcast is like, why didn't you talk about, why didn't uh, you talk uh-huh. about, and it's like, maybe it's because I didn't see it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Give us the timestamps. Is it at two hours and 45 minutes that they talk about this? On day two? Uh, yeah. Give us a little more. Yeah. I'm glad that it's going to be out there. I'm glad that there's all this really cool stuff coming out, and maybe eventually we will get around to watching all of it. Speaking of some of us being able to watch stuff and some of us not being able to watch stuff, uh, Normally, I'm the one who's caught up on everything, but you got the jump on me on a couple of shows. So yeah, yeah, Insomnia helped out with that. <laughs> well, but I'm sorry and happy for you, <laughs> but at this point, you're caught up on the boys? Mm-hmm. Yep, I am caught up on the boys, and I don't want to go into spoilers because I know you haven't watched it since season one, but I can... I understand how, like, everything was leading up to this season. It's less explosive and more subterfuge and and that's really exciting and a show like this it's hard to say like our heroes and villains so we have to say our protagonists (laughs) um our protagonists are put into very difficult situations that they can't necessarily get out of without causing damage it's really exciting to see and i'm really enjoying it yeah yeah my now Again, I've been avoiding uh, spoilers, and mm-hmm. I do need to get caught up. But uh, my understanding is this is the last season. Now, have you watched all the shows at this point? The anime? No. What? Just, I was talking just about live action my, boys. I may be wrong about this, but mm-hmm. I, from my understanding is they should, I Was it the... I, I don't think it was the boys. I think it was maybe Stranger Things where they showed everything oh. but the last two episodes. We do... There is a split. They've called this volume one, and then we're going to get volume two. So I believe it was seven episodes. So I've and, seen, that's, and that's for Stranger Things. Yes, for Stranger Things. So I've right. seen the first seven episodes of this volume of mm-hmm. season four. Uh-huh. And then on July 1st, we're going to get the rest of it. So I don't know if it's okay. eight episodes or ten episodes exactly what we're getting. But, okay. Uh, Before yeah. we will talk about mm-hmm. uh, Stranger Things for here in a bit, but I did want to go back to the boys for just a moment. One of the things that I've been hearing is that the violence and the just messed up stuff has been oh ramped up in a huge way. Yeah. Everything that you thought you saw. And as you saw the first season. Oh, so yeah. So you saw the girl getting basically exploded by a human running yeah. into her. Yeah. And and it's I saw so death much, by Snoo Snoo. Yeah. It's so much worse. Oh uh, think... Death by Snoo Snoo plus exploding. So far in these first, what, three episodes, three or four episodes, I'm not, I can't exactly remember. Has this driven Supernatural away from you? Or are you still seeing Supernatural uh, or still thinking about it when you're watching The Boys? Because, of course, you have. We have not seen 
much of him yet. We have seen him in flashbacks. So we have not got to see Jensen Ackles as the soldier boy, as our Captain America. We have seen of him. He's really, really very much an asshole. It's easy to not see Supernatural in it. Completely (laughs) different person, speaks differently, and we've only seen him in a mask. So, yeah, just a few flashbacks. We haven't seen him present day yet. So we've seen 1980s, Reagan era, sexism and racism from this guy. Not that we're not going to see that when he wakes up in the 21st century, but we'll get to see that soon, as, yeah, as I, I understand. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be as much of a culture shock as perhaps we would like there to have been. <laughs> now, I, again, I've been avoiding spoilers as mm-hmm. much as I can, but I did see the snippet of uh, a bit of an interview where... They were interviewing Jess Knackles, mm-hmm. and apparently there was something that was in the script that he was like, I can't do that. I simply <laughs> I cannot do that. that. I so, have seen him and Carl Urban with their cute little bromance riding around in rickshaws and stuff. It's really, it's really adorable. Yeah. <laughs> apparently there was something that he was, that he put his foot down about. Now, whether Carl Urban was able to talk him into actually doing it, okay. I don't know. But yeah, apparently. I know from the comics, there's some pretty sick stuff that happens with Soldier Boy and and Homelander. So I'm wondering if that would be it. Well, there's. Well, again, like I said, they didn't really. I don't even think in the interview they wanted to to spoil it. Mm -hmm. Assuming that he eventually they were able to talk him into doing it. (laughs) Yeah, but at one point they were just. He was like, he said, I can't. There's no way. I know it's. A, I know it's a role. I know I'm just being an actor. But th- there's a line, <laughs> and if there's not a line, this is where I'm putting it. <laughs> this is where I'm putting the line. I'm so, now look, there's the line. <laughs> here's the line. Wow. There should have been a line, but this is the boys, and there are no. There lines. are no lines. Yeah, and nothing proves that more than really episode one. Yeah, you thought you know was out of reach. Yeah. It's right there. There's never been a line. Front and center. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There has never been a line to the show. And if even if there were even the smallest hint of a line, it wouldn't be a straight one. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I'm I'm so far behind on this show because I've been watching every other thing. But... Yeah, I'm going to need to dive into this when I'm feeling very nihilistic and I've got a weekend. Yeah, you'll have to, I don't know, load up on the antidepressants or (laughs) exactly what, yeah, what can put you in the mood for this. But I'm loving it so far. Yeah, it's harsh. We'll try not to judge you on that. It's harsh. Don't judge me, but it's (laughs) awesome. Okay, so let's talk about Stranger Things. I have seen the first uh, season of it, and yep. I still got things to catch up on. This is going to be the final season, and as you were saying, they're dividing it into two sections. Mm-hmm. Yep, so on July 1st, we're going to get the rest of it. Without going into spoilers or anything, like what I know of the Netflix model, I was concerned. I was like, oh, this is season four. We're going to be jumping the shark. We're um, just going to watch it out of obligation. And no, right off the bat, I have loved every single episode. And every single episode gets better and better. And I was thinking that's not something that's possible. But man, Duffer Brothers and Sean Levy, Mm -hmm. my goodness, it's beautiful. It's great storytelling and after I finished what we have so far of this season I went back and started the first season again and seeing everything I can't imagine that they didn't sit down and have this entire thing already 
written out and prepared. And it just wraps it up so perfectly and great symmetrical storytelling. And it's not just like callbacks. You can see back in season one stuff that's tying into it right now. But the actors and, you know, how they've grown up and it's just... The makeup, oh my goodness, the makeup is beautiful. The costuming, and not just the scary parts, but you feel like you're in 1986. But yeah, without spoilers, that's what I feel. And maybe others feel differently. I've heard people say that they felt like it was moving slow, and I I don't think so. I think it's moving at the pace that it always moved at, but I also think about things like Moon Knight that moved so fast. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we just, boom, everything was happening back to back to back. And maybe we got used to that pace. But Stranger Things, I feel, is moving at the same pace that it always moved. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm, again, my rose-colored geek glasses. I love everything. And we've got so many good homages to not only horror and science fiction. We've got some Amityville stuff going on. Of course, Robert England is coming on and doing a beautiful job. And Close Encounters, you get that <laughs> vibe too. Oh, there's some good stuff going on. And one <laughs> one day when you do have the time to binge this and get it, I'm excited to see what you think. And <laughs> Yeah, of course, I don't have a whole lot to contribute to this, but one thing that I can say that has made me very happy mm-hmm. is the fact that Kate Bush is getting a second life. Right? <laughs> Is that wonderful or <laughs> yeah, what? I was, I'm guilty of it. I looked it up. I was listening to it. And it's a very important plot point in the show. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, running mean, up the hill, climbing up the hill. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. yeah. The thing about it is if you were to go through my record collection, the first thing you would say is, Jesus Christ, you got a record collection? <laughs> but the, the second thing is you would realize, of course, that I am a huge fan of 80s music, the alternative side of 80s music. Of course, mm-hmm. I like the pop stuff. But yeah, Kate Bush is... The, it, the B side of things. She's the queen of the Bs. Let's just say okay, that. Yeah. When it came to alternative music, she was a very important figure. And the thing about it is this. you know, If you like that song, you definitely need to listen to the album it came from. The entire album is amazing. Yeah. It's very experimental. Again, it's alternative for a reason. It's not pop music. Yeah. But it's really good music. And yeah, you like that one song. Yeah. And check 80s her out. pop was completely different than today's pop. Seeing what the alternative was in the 80s would be oh, yeah. really cool. But yeah, Kate Bush is an amazing performer. She put out some really good, really atypical music. Mm-hmm. And she broke a lot of boundaries. She okay. did. And. The fact that she's getting recognition decades later yes, because absolutely. of the show. To me, it's amazing. It makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. So. so let's talk about some stuff I have seen okay. that we both actually yes. we've both seen. Let's mm-hmm. talk some Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, everything you were saying about your connective tissue. Now I see. And I was talking to Kevin the other night. And, you know, he's upset. He was like, the whole speech is ruined when she says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You fought yeah. with my father and now. Oh, oh no we actually went on these adventures together and that doesn't ruin it for me at all yeah i think it's fantastic that was one thing i gave some thought to mm-hmm. because i wondered and i went back and listened to it mm-hmm. and i wondered did this really screw up the continuity of that speech and when i go back and watch that speech right and i think this is the reason why it doesn't wreck the continuity for me mm-hmm. 
if you're watching it for the first time, you may get the idea that she's saying these things because we've never met before. I know you because you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. And that's an assumption that you can make. But she never said that. The reason I feel like if you take Obi-Wan Kenobi as canon, which obviously is the intention that you do, Mm -hmm. it does change a lot of that speech to a degree. Obviously, it will have been a long time since she last talked to him. Right. And she's obviously going to know that he's off on his own for whatever reason. And so, yes, she is going to need to remind him, my father needs you. Because she's basically being an emissary for her father. Mm-hmm. But it also means that her father thought that getting him to leave Tatooine when he had exiled himself again, that she would have pull to do that. Why? If they've never met. Mm-hmm. So I think that if if you try to stick with the canon that you might have had in the first viewing, which is... This was like the first time that they'd ever talked to each other. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Obi-Wan knows who she is. And also, seeing that it's her is enough to motivate him to immediately go to Moss Eisley and get a ship to Alderaan. Mm-hmm. So there is Again, something that... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely something there. I, I feel if you get stuck in the canon you may have created, yeah, this is going to mess that up a little bit. But... If you wind up adjusting the canon because... Being happened. diplomatic, she doesn't want... This was a secret mission. She doesn't want to say, hey, remember when you saved me from the Inquisitors? So we just... Right. Let's just stick to the facts. You yeah. served with my father, and we know that you served... Everyone knows you served with my father. That's yeah. everywhere. Her argument on this is, you served with my father, my father needs you again. Mm-hmm. But again, their past history makes her a good candidate to lobby to him to do it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel to me like it's a break in canon. It's just a clarification of the canon mm-hmm. to my mind. Which is, that's and to each his own, and it doesn't ruin it for me. Maybe it's my geek colored glasses. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I love it. And oh, our little battery's not included droid. Oh, <laughs> everyone's going to want one. And I want one right now. Like, where do I get one? It looks exactly like battery's not included. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. Was Is it Lola or Lona? Yeah, I, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Cute and until. <laughs> until. And it, but we'll leave, it, we'll leave it to that. Yes. That. <laughs> but, Still cute. Yeah. Dangerous. Still cute. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, we're seeing the early developments of the rebellion, and we're getting to see things that were in shows like The Clone Wars that mm-hmm. you only got, like, a just little glances of, and then we're now getting to see uh, a lot of. Yeah, the real gorilla, the smuggling. Yeah, and that temple slash tomb slash trophy room messed up. The oh. end. We, we won't talk any more about that, but... Yeah, yeah, I just I just kept hoping that he was wrong when he said a tomb, and I kept hoping, oh, it's just stasis, right? Oh, yeah, I really wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to understand that when you're dealing with a place that has a child-sized torture chamber, what the heck are you? Uh, really? We're going to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and this, yeah, they're after the four sensitives, and, yeah. and, you're going to find them young, and that's so... Uh. And, of course, we've already, uh, in the Clone Wars and then the uh, Star Wars movies, of course, it's shown that a, a lot of these four sensitives were used for raw material to make all the Snoke clones. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. as messed up as that is. Mm-hmm. But again, if somebody who's watched uh, a lot of the Star Wars shows and a lot of the stuff like the Clone Wars and things mm-hmm. like that and have seen characters, it's really depressing to see Obi-Wan going down that hallway and sealed in these amber-like yeah. cells are characters you recognize. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, there's man. several of them. There are a lot of Easter eggs there. You're like, holy crap, is that? Oh, holy that's crap. heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> Even more so than it already was is what I mean. Oh. Oh, yeah. And and then there's the one shot that I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about because I don't want to spoil it. But it's like, just when it, you think it gets bad, then suddenly, hey, let's make this a, a whole lot worse. So, oh. yeah, just mm-hmm. horrible. But we got two episodes left from okay. the time of recording. So mm-hmm. things are going to get really bad, obviously. And mm-hmm. oh, I'm not sure where all this goes. Obviously, they've left things at a bad place. Mm-hmm. But we got two more episodes, and again, it's very similar to my mind as uh, you know, Moon Knight, where after their fourth episode, you're like, "Where? How you going to get any? Yeah, is it going to get worse? And then how do you wrap all of it up? Mm-hmm. But of course, in Moon Knight, I felt they did a really good job of mm-hmm. wrapping everything up. But I guess we'll see. We shall see. But we got to definitely talk about Miss Marvel. We can go a little bit happier now. Yeah, we yes. can. We can, in fact, do. <laughs> So, what did you think? I don't even know where to start with this. Oh, it's it's great. I love it so much. And being a nearly 40-year-old woman, the Marvel character that I would most relate to should not be a 16-year-old girl, but everything, man. The sitting there li- trying to listen to her counselor when all this stuff is flying around. And I love the, the little animation all around. It, it feels very, very Doom Patrol, Danny Street. That's what everything, I'm not even watching what the live characters are doing because all this great animation stuff oh, yeah. is going on. And man, I've only watched it once, but I could go back and watch that seven minutes we get in Avengers Con over and over again. And I know that I'd see something wonderful and new every single time and oh yeah yeah i just i love it i'm excited for it it pays such good homage to that culture that family culture without being any kind of not being insulting to it like this is what we expect of you and this is how you're going to make you know the world better is by being a good person and respect for your family and for your siblings i really did appreciate that a lot and oh yeah i love the hulk curtis i cannot wait to see those i can't wait to see cosplayers make those that abu was wearing and the one that mom made for her and it's great i I can't yeah i love i'm so happy with it (laughs) oh yeah well i love the style of it and of course the writer slash directors of the show they're going to bring a lot of authenticity to the show but you can also see their inspirations from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They admit that they loved that and wanted to bring a live-action version to life, and they certainly have. Mm-hmm. I love how that that all ties in. I love all the characters. They're amazing. Kamala Khan, she's fantastic. And certainly, if you've ever been a geek who has had to deal with just the stuff you have to deal with in high school, mm-hmm. which... Again, with a little bit of controversy that's been going on, in fact, on IMDb, there have been critic bombs 
that have been thrown at this show. Just oh, people. Grief. And again, you have a certain group of the fandom who's like, this thing's not geared toward me. That sucks. Go watch all the 75 other things that are geared towards you. First of all, say you have this restaurant that makes just absolutely the best steak. You love the steak every time you go. Mm-hmm. It's so tender, it's delicious, the sides are fantastic, the baked potato is sublime. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, instead of getting that, you get the broccoli that's been roasted and seasoned with Mm -hmm. olive oil and salt and pepper, and it's just, it's great every time that you have it. The bread is fresh and warm, the steak is wonderful, you don't put steak sauce on it, it's just, it's the best steak you've ever eaten in your entire life. And you continue to go, you love going to this restaurant and eating the steak, but then you go up on Yelp and you give it a one-star review because they also serve fish and you just can't stand fish. (laughs) Then don't order the fish. (laughs) Eat the steak. Again. Exactly. Every other time, that's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff for Marvel. Just because there's a show that's being geared to a different part of the fandom that you don't feel like you're a part of. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the other thing too, is I feel like it is geared to the entirety of the fandom because what Kamala Khan goes through in her high school, we've all gone through. We've all been through that. Yes. You know, and what she's going through with her family, the pressures, we've all been through that. Yeah. It's a Pakistani family, Mm -hmm. but it's a human family. It is. Yeah. And going back to the costumes you were talking about, the Hulk costumes, gorgeous, but at the same time, what an interesting scene because you sympathize with Kamala because it's like, I don't want to hang out with my parents. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you see the heartbreak of her father and her mom. All the hard work they put into those. and Yeah, and, just and so, the, <laughs> so she could go and she just, and he was heartbroken about it. Not because he's some big fan of the Avengers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just getting to spend time with his daughter yeah, and with, we and something that she loves. And, and we he, all who have now grown, that's the, the point where we get mad at her. Like, you, you just he's look he wants to go with you and he wants to spend time with yeah and we get so we get angry at our protagonist and that's okay it makes them more human they make mistakes she made a mistake and but yeah it makes it so real even in the show i love the bully we're supposed to hate the bullies i hate the bullies in stranger things i hate the bullies in almost everything else i love her she's adorable (laughs) yeah because the thing about it is when she's at school she's this bully and she's the popular kid but in a real sense she's as much of a geek in her own way uh-huh because she is there at AvengerCon mm-hmm. which now here's the thing did you notice where they they were holding AvengerCon uh some kind of camp yes but not just any camp the camp where Captain America Aww. Yeah, that that is awesome. So they decided, hey, let's have mm-hmm. it there. And of course, it, from if you remember the Winter Soldier, it was an, it was abandoned, but apparently that they rented it out again. A nice little Easter egg. Yep. As soon as we're walking in, we're singing the Star Spangled Man with the plan. Uh, yeah, there were we so many it. great oh, Easter eggs. That scene just the animation again. at the beginning with Kamala Khan's. It's technically not YouTube, but her internet video that she yeah. did, mm-hmm. and I love how she's planning on a two-part expose that she suspects that Thor may be a gamer. Yes! <laughs> oh, that's, uh-huh. I love how they just brought that in. Yeah. There are a lot of great little Easter eggs like that. And, of course, that 
AdventureCon, the uh, T-shirt that, that, that had the cartoon Captain America who's, you know, looking over his shoulder and he's got the big cartoon butt. And yes. Says, You're welcome, mm-hmm. America. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's America's ass. Yep, there mm-hmm. you go. And the uh, the other T-shirt says, I can do this all day. <laughs> From the musical. From the, the musical. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of great little Easter eggs. And I know some people were a little bit upset that... Her powers are not the same as they are in the comics. It's not Terrigen Mist, and she's not controlling her body mass. It's more of an energy-based. Mm-hmm. But I actually like this a little bit better because it's flashier. But the other part of it, too, is that because of the way that the powers work, because it comes from this bracelet, it ties it more into her Pakistani Right, roots. yeah. And obviously, her was it her grandmother or her great-grandmother had these powers her mom's trying to hide it from her and i love that i cannot wait i can't wait to hear those origins yeah because and obviously she knows more about this yeah than she's on. and she's you got to stay out of this fantasy world and obviously these powers tie into to the fantasy and also i feel was the embigment how did you say it uh, the embigging the embigging it it's, it's sorry we we've got scott lang we got ant-man to do that so let's have this kind of uh it's closer to Doctor Strange being able to create these powers, create these stepping yeah. stones. But and yeah, the whole embiggening thing, it's where parts of her get bigger and smaller. And maybe you could have made that work on television, although it's very easy to make that look cheesy and weird. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that it's more tied into mm-hmm. a Pakistani background. And also, I'm going to double down. After seeing this bracelet, I do think that we're going to find out that the origin of this thing, its technology, its powers come from the same place as the Ten Rings. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really think that's going to be the case. I think okay. it, that they have a similar source mm-hmm. wherever they came from. I love seeing that kind of a tie-in. Yeah. And, of course, we've only gotten one episode so far. And there's a cameo that it seems like it's going to have to happen. I'm going to be very okay. disappointed if there's a certain character that doesn't show up in this show... Carol Danvers? Yeah. Yeah, right. You you think that it has to happen. She's going to have to show up eventually, I Mm -hmm. would think. I would hope so. But I guess we will see that for sure. But, oh, man, this one episode was just, I I love the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm officially a brony. Um, (laughs) And I got no problem with it. Yep. Where does it go from here? Now, you did see, did you see the after credit, uh, the mid credit scene? Yeah. Have we seen these people before? One of them you may have seen. Okay. I know I have seen. Okay. But for you to have seen it, you would have had to no. have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, no. Or at least seen. the trailer. Mm. When Peter okay. Parker is arrested and he's being interrogated, it's the same guy. Okay. So the cop that was oh. interrogating Peter Parker is the one who looked really concerned mm-hmm. when he saw... So cop in quotations. We don't know that this guy's actually a cop. He certainly seems to be one, but Mm -hmm. obviously there's something more going on here. Yeah, definitely. There's something. But that's the other thing, too, is that Miss Marvel and Spider-Man No Way Home, they were shooting on the same set. Oh, okay. So much so, in uh, fact, that they were visiting each other's sets. So it makes sense that you have the same character. You would have the same character in No Way Home that's showing up in Miss Marvel. That makes sense now because they were just really close. They were nearby. And also, of course, Tom Holland had to go on to the AvengerCon set. 
Oh. So he, which he just loved. Uh-huh. He just so Tom Holland's been on that set. Uh-huh. I don't know if he was, you know, he was there dressed as Spidey, or if he was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he was on that. He was definitely on that mm-hmm. set, and just it, which was just a gorgeous set, obviously. But but man, there's just so much that you can do with this show. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what happens next. We shall see. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 153. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.